Just give a warning. I think uh, could be. I have to give a warning every time. Uh, we are in Parakut Aleph, which is the longest, and in my humble opinion, the hardest, uh, most challenging parak of Sharm because it exposes uh, things that we might not want to think about, um, and it takes us out of denial, which is sometimes difficult, and it talks about things that are uh, we might not want to accept. But uh, that's why we learn this, so we can learn about ourselves and learn the truth. So on that note, in the art scroll, we're page 178 on the top, Klali Shaldavar, in the green Feldheim, we are on page 59, Nuntes, in the second paragraph. We are a page in Parakut Aleph, which is explaining the details of cleanliness. And just to chazer over, when it comes to cleanliness, what it means is, once you know what you're doing wrong, then you're already 90% there. You, you know what you're doing wrong. Nikias exposes for us things that we didn't re- even know that we're doing wrong. And to that says the Holy Ramchal. Bottom line. Now, I'm sorry, again, we were talking about Gezel, because it says Rubam Begezel. And as the Gemara says, Gezel Varayas, that these are things that people are just stuck to and they're naturally inclined to do this. And says the Ramchal, close to the bottom line, let's say someone hires you. You owe him every moment of, of that that you're hired. You are sold for the day. So God willing, when you take a job, you better ask your boss if you're afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not, that that um, if you take anything for your own enjoyment, then that, that is gizel. Now, of course, you could talk to your boss and you could say, "Can I have a lunch break? Or can I have time off? Or can I do that?" So good. Then, then of course, he can give you permission. But if but if you're taking time in your own um, in your own thing that you think I could make a call and speak to the shatchan about a shidduch during the time where you're supposed to be working, or you're playing on your phone, or you're doing something. So of course, if you talk to your boss and he gives you the freedom of that, but otherwise, it's pure gzela. And if he does not forgive you, then you're not forgiven. That's between Beit Amal Chaveru, not only with Yom Kippur. You have to figure it out with your friend. Not only that, even if someone did a mitzvah, right? During your, your, your hired work. hear this? So you're davening mincha, you're davening an extra long shman esrei while you're at work and your boss needs you. No, that's, that's an aveira. Shein aveira mitzvah. It can't be. Like it says, right? The, the Gemara says, someone who stole a, um, an amount of wheat, utchana, and he grinded it, he baked it, and he makes chala. So, and then he makes, oh, he makes a big bracha. That's not a bracha, that's a disgrace. You're, you thief, if you, if, you, if you thieved, you stole, and then you made a bracha, that's an abomination. How does he translate? Niates? And a blasphemy, correct. Here you're taking something that's positive, 
and you're turning it to negative. Like Chazal say, "Binin lulav agazel," right? The Gemara in, in the Gemara, "Lulav agazel," someone who steals a lulav, right? Oh, and you're a big tzaddik. I always say the example I always give, right? The guy's driving to Mincha like a maniac, and he's cutting off people, and he's beeping his horn, and he parks the car crooked, and he's saying, oh, "I'm going to Mincha, I'm going to Mincha, I'm going to Mincha." Get out of here, guy's standing on an airplane, and I, of course we can't judge. We don't judge people, and this, uh, so uh, screaming a maniac, Right while he's waking up the guy next to him, flipping over his talus, smashing the guy in the head who's sleeping. What are you doing, right? You steal someone's time. It's the same thing. So you think you're doing this big titkus when you're not. So to someone who steals time and he does a mitzvah. Love it. What does Hashem want? Oh, you're worried about your time? You're worried about your money? No. Hashem watches those who have emuna. Right, that comes down to emuna. If you have emuna, that you know your money is going to come from Hashem, and you have to act in a, in a certain uh, way, then you're not going to have to worry about stealing from anyone. Like we spoke this morning a little bit. When a person has a muna, he doesn't cross over boundaries because he knows what belongs to him belongs to him, what belongs to his friend belongs to his friend. Listen to this. Guys, listen to this. If I, look, if I go, go after my eyes, if my feet went off the derech and I followed my eyes, and my hands were stuck to anything. Listen to what the Ramchal says. Look, look, pay attention about this metaphor. He compares stealing that you're not revealed, meaning you don't know that you're stealing. It's like you have something sticky on your hands. If your hands are sticky, even if you don't want to grab something, it automatically will stick to your hands. So Even though you are not stealing specifically from someone, it's very difficult. And look what he says. If you're looking at other people's things, you want other people's things, you like it, blah, blah, it's, you, it's a, you naturally will end up taking something that does not belong to you. Where does this come from, guys? This comes from jealousy. It comes from you looking at something that does not belong to you. The, the eyes, they mess up your heart. Because you end up looking at something and therefore your heart now desires it. Like it says, right? you, you look out, out after it, you're going to want it. Then you rationalize because you want something that doesn't belong to you and then you've got to figure a way how to get it. He says, therefore I did not follow my eyes. Since I didn't go after my eyes, nothing stuck to my hands. So what's incredible is, where does Gezela come from? Where does Geneva come from? It comes from first looking outside of yourself. You look outside of yourself, you want something that doesn't belong to you. Okay? We did number one, guys. Here we go. Viter, next. Fraud. I love it. 
Let's talk about fraud. This is great because this is so deep. You deceive yourself and you trick other people to make things look like they're not really what they really are. You're basically faking and showing someone something on the outside, which is not really true. On the inside. What do you mean? I'm allowed to do that because I'm a good businessman. What are you talking about? The guy who is, who is um, diligent will prosper. You do that, you know what's going to happen? Thorns will come out. Then you will become you will be stumble in the Avera of Hona, has he translate uh, fraud? Below so new amiso. Do not abuse your friend. Ramuzal, ready for this one? One of my favorites. Afilu leramot et hagoy is usser. It's not a mitzvah to trick a, a guy. It's actually usser to trick a guy. Even to trick a guy. We don't do that. The Jewish people are not false. The Jewish people are not deceivers. You won't find us lying. Do not paint the vessels that are old, that they look new. Do not mix fruit with other fruit, even new and new. Do not mix things up, types of measurements. It's an abomination. Anyone does this. It calls him an avol, a sonui, a meshukutz, a cherem, a toyeva. Oh, I love it. Even if you take from your friend a little pruta, they say in Kelm, there was a, a uh, like a dime. In Kelm, there was, I mean, it wasn't a dime. It was whatever it was, a, a, whatever they called it a kopek, sitting on the windowsill for like 10 years straight. Nobody touched it. Why? Because nobody knows knew who it was. So you can't touch it. They say it sat on the windowsill for 10 years, for a long time, just sat there. No one would dare to touch it. It's like you killed him. Listen to this. Listen to Why do, does it stop raining? Because of people stealing, Void Amru, Kupa, listen to this, guys. Mamish, a hug and a kiss from Hashem. Kupa Kulam. If a person has a, a box filled with Averas, what will incriminate him first? Meaning, which one is going to rise to the top? Gazel. Here's the hug and, hug and a kiss from Hashem. What are the chances of the week of Parshas Noach that we learn this? We're almost finished. We're making up. So guy says, wait, but that's not fair. Because that means that I can't, I can't show things to my friend and I can't shine my car, uh, show what I am, show the product, because maybe I'm, I'm, I'm uh, lying. That's what he's saying. He says, no. 
If you want to be honest, you could tell him. So tell him the truth. You could show someone something that's beautiful. But if you're trying to, to, to cover up your blemishes, the blemishes of the product, it's Oina, and it is Asr. I think we're going to stop over here. But I just want to say, even on the recording, I just want to say one thing. What I love about this is people who fraud objects are all an extension of the fraud of themselves. You're trying to portray yourself something on the outside that you're not on the inside. As opposed to saying, yeah, I might have my blemishes on the inside. It's okay. I'm, not, I'm allowed to say, these are my talents, these are my strengths, but when you cover up, when you cover things up, and you fake, and you say, oh, I'm trying to be that, and then, then you're a fraud. That's a fraud. A fraud is to say, I have no shortcomings. This is not a shortcoming that I have. That's a fraud. To say that I have these talents, to say that these are, I'm very talented, that's great, that's beautiful, that's what he says. That's a beautiful way of conducting business of who you are, Lagabe, the other person. But to say, no, 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 I don't have this problem. No, 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 I don't have this problem. Then you're frauding yourself. Shkoch, everybody.